0: Welcome to Jesus, Joy, and Java, a podcast for women of any age and in any stage of life who are seeking to draw closer to God through His Word. My name is Patty Nava, and my mission is to walk beside you on our spiritual journey by studying the Scriptures together to strengthen our faith. We are now in Season 2 of the Jesus, Joy, and Java podcast, this is a season to nurture and grow our fruit of the Spirit. I pray you will be encouraged and that this will be a blessed and fruitful season for you, my sweet sister. Now let's get ready to fill our cup with Jesus, Joy, and Java. Welcome to episode 13. Today we will be learning about the fifth spiritual fruit, kindness. Okay, as usual, let's start with some definitions and Bible references for the word kindness. In the dictionary, kindness is defined as goodwill or benevolence, to do something nice for others. Well, as I mentioned in last week's episode, We are now in the second triad of the fruit of the Spirit. The fruit in this triad is patience, kindness, and goodness, and they all have to do with our relationship with others. The word kindness comes from the Greek word kristatis, which means to be friendly to others. Paul instructs us in Philippians 2, verses 3 and 4, Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind let each esteem others better than himself. Let each of you look out not only for his own interest, but also for the interest of others. And in Ephesians 4, verse 32, Paul says, Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. These scriptures both mention being selfless, compassionate, merciful, to love and forgive others just as Christ has forgiven us. And in Luke 6, verses 31-31, To 36, we read, Just as you want men to do to you, you also do to them likewise. But if you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners do the same. And if you lend to those from whom you hope to receive back, What credit is that to you? For even sinners lend to sinners to receive as much back. But love your enemies, do good, and lend, hoping for nothing in return, and your reward will be great, and you will be sons of the Most High, for He is kind to the unthankful and evil. Therefore be merciful just as your Father also is merciful. Here we are taught to be kind to everyone, not only our family members or our close friends. We must show unconditional kindness not only to those who are easy to show kindness to or to those who will be kind to us in return. No, we need to be kind to everyone regardless of who they are. These verses also instruct us to do the opposite of what the world teaches. Television programs and social media platforms expose us to so much violence that people are becoming desensitized. As I mentioned in last week's episode on patience, we are living in a world where people are always in such a hurry. They don't have time to stop and show kindness to anyone. People don't want to be bothered. They're just too busy. If you haven't read the book of 2 Timothy, I highly recommend that you read chapter 3, verses 1 and 3. In these verses, we are warned about selfishness. When you read it, you'll see that so much of what is said in these verses is already happening all around us today. I'll let you read those on your own. Now let's talk about kind people. I always say, kind people are my kind of people. Well, have you ever noticed that some people show kindness to everyone they meet? They're even kind to those they disagree with. Now, let me ask you this. Have you ever been going through a drive-through and you get to the window and you find out that the person in front of you has already paid for your food? It's a strange feeling the first time it happens, right? It happened to me twice, and the first time I was shocked. It was a pleasant surprise, actually, because This person doesn't even know me and they took the time to do this random act of kindness for me. So it kind of makes you feel like you want to do the same for someone else. When this happens, I see it as a reminder that there are kind people in this world. It restores your faith in humanity. After both of the times that this happened to me, I just had to pay it forward. It's such a great feeling when you can do this for someone Imagine if we all paid it forward like once a week or even once a day. You can do this by buying someone's coffee or a meal depending on your finances, of course. If you can't pay it forward in this manner, you can always help someone who is struggling to carry their groceries or open someone's door for them, even give up your seat for someone. It doesn't take much to be kind. If God puts that tug in your heart to do something kind for someone, don't miss out on the opportunity. There is something about kindness that not only makes the person on the receiving end feel good, but it also makes the giver of kindness feel even better. Kindness can be shown in so many ways. If there is one thing I love about the community that I live in, it's the kindness that the people show each other. There have been so many times when we've forgotten to take out our garbage cans before trash day, and our neighbors will help us do that. Or if we go on vacation, they offer to pick up the mail for us. You know, of course, we offer to do the same for them. It just feels good to know that we have kind neighbors that we can count on. So now I'd like to share a biblical example of kindness. We can find this in the book of Ruth. The story is only about four chapters. We're not going to read the chapters today, but it would take you about 30 minutes to read it on your own. What I love about the story of Ruth is that it demonstrates the kind of love and faithfulness that God desires for us, and how we are to show others kindness without expecting anything in return. Here's a brief summary of the story of Ruth. The book begins with a famine in the city of Bethlehem during the terrible time described in the book of Judges. Elimelech takes his wife Naomi and their two sons, Malon and Chilion, to the enemy territory of Moab. The sons marry Moabite women, Orpah and Ruth. Elimelech and his sons die, and Naomi is left a childless widow. Orpah returns to her Moabite home as Naomi instructs her, but Ruth swears loyalty to her mother-in-law Naomi and follows her home to Bethlehem. The women of Bethlehem hardly recognize Naomi. Naomi laments that she is now to be called Mara, which means bitter, because the Lord has brought her home empty. Because Naomi and Ruth have no income, Ruth decides to glean in the fields. That is, she collects the remnants of grain left for the poor. She happens upon the field of Boaz, a wealthy farmer who is related to Naomi. Boaz treats Ruth with kindness. He blesses her, shares a meal, and tells her to continue to glean in his field. When Ruth returns with her gleaning and food and tells Naomi about Boaz, Naomi recognizes God's blessing. Naomi devises a risky scheme that depends on Boaz seeing Ruth as a relative in need. Naomi sends Ruth to meet Boaz secretly on the threshing floor where the men gather to separate the good grain from the useless chaff. Boaz recognizes that Ruth's actions in lying beside him is an act of kindness and loyalty. He assures her that even though there is a closer relative who might claim her, he will make certain that everything will turn out well. He sends her home with good grain from the harvest. Ruth once more delivers food from Boaz to Naomi. Boaz goes up to the gate to meet with the town elders. He contacts the unnamed next of kin. Then Boaz marries Ruth who then gives birth to Obed and Obed becomes the grandfather of David. So let's take a closer look at how kindness is demonstrated in this story. We see that in chapter 1 Ruth remains loyal to her mother-in-law Naomi after the death of her husband and in-laws. Naomi decides to return to her homeland alone. However, Ruth insists on staying with her and adopting Naomi's God as her own. But Ruth said, Do not urge me to leave you or turn back from following you, for where you go, I will go, and where you lodge i will lodge your people shall be my people and your god my god we read this in ruth chapter one sixteen see i admire ruth's loyalty she didn't have to go with her mother-in-law naomi the other daughter Orpah, she didn't mind going on her own way But not Ruth, she was willing to leave everything behind to go off to a new land with her mother-in-law. In In Chapter 2, we see Ruth gleaning in the fields of Naomi's relative Boaz. Boaz, out of compassion and kindness and obedience to the law, allows Ruth to glean but also leaves a little extra grain for her purposely. This leads to Naomi encouraging Ruth to seek marriage with Boaz as a kinsman redeemer. Ruth obeys Naomi and asks for her rights, and Boaz agrees but mentions that he first must be sure that there are no others with first rights. And finally Boaz and Ruth are married. Ruth conceives a son named Obed the grandfather of the great King David in the lineage of Christ. See it's during difficult times when we should show kindness towards others and offer our support just like Ruth did. We can show compassion and care for those who are helpless. What I love about the story of Ruth and Naomi is that they focused on each other's needs And they took care of each other during a difficult time in their lives. Ruth could have chosen to go back to her hometown, but she chose to be loyal to her mother-in-law. And then we see how Boaz protected Ruth from harm. He was kind to her by allowing her to glean in his fields and leaving extra grain. And then he also made sure to take all the necessary steps in order for him to redeem Ruth and marry her. While recording today's episode, I was thinking of someone I know who is currently taking care of her ex-mother-in-law. I'm not going to say her name out of respect for her privacy, but um, her mother-in-law has sons who are unable to care for her because they all live far away. This woman offered to care for her ex-mother-in-law and has been by her side caring for her every day. She bathes her feeds her, changes her, she manages her medication, schedules all of her doctor appointments. And she's not even getting paid to do this. She offered to take on this task out of the kindness of her heart. She's not doing it for recognition. She's doing it because she's being obedient to God. So now you're probably wondering, how do we grow this spiritual fruit of kindness and apply it to our lives? Well, I'm going to tell you, the first way that you can do this, of course, is pray. Pray for God to give you opportunities to show kindness to others. Ask him to put people in your path who may need your help, perhaps by doing a random act of kindness like we spoke about earlier, if you're going through a drive through or just opening someone's door. Just allow God to guide you where you might be of service to someone. In Psalms 37.3, it says, The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delights in his way. Tip number two, forgive. Yes, forgive people with whom you've had disagreements, even the people who have hurt you. These may be the hardest people to be kind to, but we must give them the same grace and mercy that God has given us. In Matthew 6.14 it says, For if you forgive others when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. And number three, compliment others. Just make sure that they are genuine compliments. A compliment can brighten someone's day. In Ephesians four twenty nine, we read, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may be a benefit to those who listen. Sisters, when we express genuine kindness to others, Not only do we experience more joy in our life, we also learn to become more aware of the needs of those around us. We become more compassionate. Don't worry about how people will respond to your kindness. Let's worry about nurturing and applying our spiritual fruit God has put within us. Let's grow the fruit in our lives and become more like Jesus. It doesn't matter if people don't return the kindness back to us. They may eventually pay it forward. That's between them and God. So let's recap. Today we talked about kindness being part of the second triad of the fruit of the Spirit, which has to do with our relationship with others. In the dictionary definition it implies that it means doing nice things for others. We also read some scriptures where Paul and Luke encourage us to be kind to others. We reviewed a summary of the story of Ruth where there was so much kindness shown by Ruth toward her mother-in-law and Boaz towards Ruth. And finally, we ended today's episode with tips to nurture the fruit of kindness in our lives. I look forward to our next time together as we study the sixth spiritual fruit, the fruit of goodness. I would like to recommend a couple of resources that can help you on this journey of nurturing the fruit of the Spirit. The first one is a book titled Unfailing Love, written by my good friend and brother in Christ, Kevin Pedrassa. This book is not only a great conversation starter, but it is also a good way to point individuals to Christ. When you pick up this book, you'll want to keep reading the beautiful poems at the top of every page as they're filled with so much emotion that you and I might be able to relate to. But I would suggest that you use this book as a journal by taking one page at a time, one day at a time. Each page has room for you to journal how each poem speaks to you personally. You can find Kevin's book, Unfailing Love, on Amazon. You'll find the link for this book on the Jesus Joy and Java Facebook page. The next resource is an e-journal I have written as a free gift to you, my listeners. This journal is all about the fruit of the Spirit. In this journal, you will find scriptures and questions to help you apply the fruit to your daily walk with Jesus. To get a free copy of this e-journal, all you have to do is email me at pattyjavanava at yahoo.com. That's patty, P-A-T-Y, Java, J-A-V-A, Nava, N-A-V-A, at yahoo.com. This information will also be available on the Jesus, Joy, and Java Facebook page. Thank you for joining me for today's episode. If you have rated this podcast or shared it with your sister friends, I appreciate you and send you a big special thank you. Please don't forget to follow Jesus, Joy, and Java on Facebook at fb.com slash Jesus Joy Java. Also on Instagram at Jesus Joy underscore Java and on YouTube at Jesus Joy and Java. Feel free to email me at pattyjavanava at yahoo.com. Your feedback means a lot to me. Thank you for listening, and I pray your cup may always be filled with Jesus Joy and Java.